But to me, at the end of the day, it's like not about the gold medals that I've won. It's about trying to inspire the younger generation to do something special in their lives. And if I could do that, then my job is done. You're the most decorated racquetball player in U.S. history. World's strongest man. From childhood passion to professional athlete. Eight-time Ironman champion. So what was it like making your debut in the NHL? What is your biggest piece of advice for the next generation of athletes? From underdogs to national champions, this is the Athletes Podcast, where high-performance individuals share their triumphs, defeats, and life lessons to educate, entertain, and inspire the next generation of athletes. Here we go. Megan Augusta is a four-time Olympic medalist, winning gold for Canada in 2006 with Turin, 2010 in Vancouver, which we all know about, 2014 in Sochi, and most recently 2018 winning silver in Pyeongchang. As one of Canada's, if not one of the world's best female hockey players ever to grace the ice, we are honored today to feature Megan Augusta here on the 200th episode of the Athletes Podcast. Here we go. Wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Like you said, almost a year in the making getting this conversation set up here in White Rock, of all places, our my hometown, right, uh, where you've migrated to, and uh, originally born in Windsor, correct? Yeah, born and raised in uh, Windsor, Ontario. Um, I say Windsor because if I say where I was really born and raised, people wouldn't know where that is. Um, I was actually. Ruthven, Ontario. Okay. But I say Windsor. So, um, yeah, my hockey career was uh, in Leamington. And uh, once I started playing, like, I guess, AAA hockey, that's when I my parents started kind of traveling with me. But, yeah, for the most part, uh, that's where my childhood was, you know, the grassroots of, of where my career all started. The grassroots of what is arguably one of the best female hockey players <laughs> to ever grace the ice. Um Someone who we were fortunate to meet at the RBC JCC Sports Dinner, where you were recognized as the Jack Diamond Sports Personality of the Year <laughs> Award winner. Uh, and they recognize an individual has consistently demonstrated a competitive and cooperative spirit who has excelled in the field of sport and who has made a positive contribution to our community. So for that, I say thank you. But I'd also like to ask what it meant to receive that award. You know, it was an honor and a privilege, um, especially being born and raised in Ontario, um, you know, spending the last 10 years here in Vancouver, um, you know, continuing my hockey career. You know, it was it was really hard because in 2014, when I actually moved here to start my policing career, I did have to take that year off. Hockey Canada supported me, uh, went through police academy, you know, started my career, uh, you know, nine months later. And, uh, you know, I was eating, sleeping, training at different times. Um, but I made zero excuses. No women's league here. I, I found myself playing with, you know, the midget AAA boys uh, here at a Langley. Um, God bless them for allowing me to come and practice with them. Um, and then playing with the Vancouver Police uh, men's team. And then once I turned 30, the over 30 RCMP team. So um, it was a challenge. It was one of the biggest challenges in my whole career. Uh, but just knowing, you know, me as an individual and the the determination that I had, um, I wasn't going to take no for an answer and going to one more Olympics was something that I wanted to do. So, you know, looking back now, you know, within those three years, three and a half years of, um, you know, doing everything I can to be the best I could be in hopes to going to that 2018 Olympics, um, you know, really, I guess, I guess allowed me to, um, I guess showcase who I was here within the city of Vancouver, you know, giving my time, um, you know, skills development stuff, um, you know, as a police officer. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, I think I was more in shock when they told me that I was the recipient. Um, but again, definitely an honor and a privilege. Um, you know, I do represent 
Vancouver now and this is my home and this is where my family is and I'm very proud of it. And you probably humbled some midget AAA <laughs> Langley boys in the process, I'm sure. You know what? They were great. They were awesome. I think they looked up to me. Um, but it's always a lot different when, you know, especially being a female, uh, that's not my team going out there. They opened, they, they had their arms wide open. They welcomed me with, you know, open arms. And uh, they're the ones who really pushed me to, to be the best that I could be. And after the 2018 Olympics, um, I was you know, truthfully, one of my best Olympics, uh, the most consistent I ever was. So hats off and, and thanks to them and, and even, you know, the, the Vancouver police men's team and, and the RCMP team for allowing me to come out and play with them. It's amazing to hear you say that that was your best Olympic games when in 2010, <laughs> you had nine goals, six assists, top scorer at those winter games, voted most valuable player and best forward, um, being named to the media all-star team. Like, Everyone remembers 2010, what it was like. What comes to mind first for you other than gold? You know what? Uh, being Canadian, being able to go to the Olympics and play on home soil um, was definitely an honor and a privilege. And um, yeah, I mean, we had so much pressure leading into the Olympics uh, because we were, you know, on home soil. But you know, our coaching staff prepared us. We knew as a team that we were better, um, you know, than all the other countries. And but when it comes down to it, anything could happen. So we just kind of had to stay focused. And um, when it when you know the puck dropped, we we did what we needed to do. And I think it showed who the better team was in, in that Olympics. But you know, just being Canadian, walking the streets, you know, you, whether you're skating on the ice for the first time um, for warm ups or you know it's the first or the ninth goal. You know, the, the the stands was absolutely electric. The city was electric. Everybody was cheering for, you know, Team Canada as a whole. And um, that's definitely a memory and probably my, my most memorable Olympics for sure. Um, you know, all my family couldn't make it because my brother was playing uh, university hockey and whatnot. But even though they weren't there, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, one of my favorite Olympics looking back now. What was it that changed over the course of those eight years that made Pyeongchang so much better for you from a performance standpoint? I think just, you know, growing um, as an athlete, both on and off the ice, taking on more of a leadership role. You know, to me, it wasn't, um, you know, I was always, I've always been that player that wanted to take, you know, the younger players under under my wing and make them feel comfortable and confident to play their best so that our team could be successful. And, you know, we weren't successful and we lost in shootout in 2018. But I think just looking at my overall um, performance personally, um, I thought I did very well. And just that whole year, I was like super consistent. And, you know, the coaches really looked to me, um, you know, to kind of lead and lead by example with, you know, the rest of the team. And, um, you know, I took a lot of pride in that. And then just looking back and again, like having my policing career, eating, sleeping, training at different times, there being no women's league here. I was actually very proud of myself for what I accomplished and how well I actually played. So, um, yeah, I mean, every Olympics is different, different teams, different memories. Um, you know, 2006, when I look at that, like my dad was born and raised in Italy. So mm -hmm. to have my first Olympics in Italy was very special where all my family was there and, you know, I was only 18 at the time. So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm very proud of my career. It's kind of crazy. But to me, at the end of the day, it's like not about the gold medals that I've won. It's about trying to inspire the younger generation to do something special in their lives. And if I could do that, then my job is done. It's, you're aligned with the Athletes Podcast mission to educate, <laughs> entertain, and inspire the next gen. Well, that's and a good th thing. That's why we've been uh, been pushing to get you on the show here. It's amazing we're able to do it for the 200th episode. Um, you mentioned... 2006 Turin I believe the day was December 21st you got the call for that 
to be designated to join Team Canada. What was that like as an 18-year-old joining that team? You mentioned being the one that brings younger yes. players under your wing. Yeah. So um, growing up, ever since I was six years old, it was always my dream to represent Canada and go to Olympic Games with a lot of sacrifice and hard work. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I remember in the summer, the head coach, Melody Davidson, gave me a call. She said, hey, you're one of, I think it was 27 or 28 girls to to be able to try out for Team Canada. And I had tears running, like running down my cheeks. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. And Everything that I did leading up to this point has given me that chance. So, you know, going there, growing up, you know, you have many childhood heroes. A lot of mine were like Cassie Campbell. And on the men's side, it was Steve Eiserman. And now like realizing, oh my gosh, I'm in the same dressing room as them. At the beginning, you know, I was homesick. First time moving away from home. Um, I wasn't performing. And, you know, Mel pulled me aside a month and a half, two months in and was like, Megs, you know, like, we brought you here for a reason. We believe in you. You just got to go out there and, and play and play to your full potential. And, and if you don't, then we kind of have to release you. And I went home that night and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is such an amazing opportunity. I, I don't want to have any regrets. And uh, the next day I, and, and moving forward, I just came to the rink and I just gave it my all. I played to my full potential. I wasn't thinking about things that I c- couldn't control. I was, you know, thinking about the things that I could. And by the end of it, um, I think I had like the most points within that like kind of season. And I feel like they had no choice but to take me, but I was, I was nervous. Definitely. They went, they called the the meeting. They're going to make the team. It went from oldest to youngest. And of course the oldest was Danielle Goyette at 40. So even that big age gap was a lot different. Like, yeah, I knew who these girls were, but you know, they weren't like, I wasn't really friends with them. So less than half. I was age. like, I was billeted anyways, going into the, my meeting finally was my turn. And I just knew you know, I gave it my all and I'd have zero regrets. So when I went in, the three coaches were on one side, I was on the other. And Mel looked at me and she said, congratulations, Megs, you're one of the 21 girls going. And I just had tears rolling down my cheeks. And I just couldn't wait to get out and call my parents and my family and let them know that, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be re- representing Canada in my first Olympics. And um, yeah, it was just definitely a dream come true. And, and, and definitely, you know, a moment again that I, that I'll never forget. And when you look back, I mean, decades in the sport, you've now started the Augusta's High Performance Hockey Academy. You have the Megan Augusta Foundation. Were there specific moments throughout those career-defining moments that stood out? You're like, oh, this is why I continue to come back, play this sport, why I love it, why I do work night shift, come back, train with Langley. Right. Like, I, I, what were those like inspirations or things that you reminded of yourself? Yeah, well, like, I mean, growing up, I've had two passions in my life. That's hockey and policing. And I take a lot of pride um, in, I guess, fulfilling both of those dreams. You know, with playing for Team Canada, I was, you know, fortunate enough to wear the Maple Leaf on my my chest. And, you know, being a Vancouver police officer, I wear the Maple Leaf on my shoulder flash. And, uh, you know, I take a lot of pride in it. Um, I can't thank the Vancouver police enough for even giving me, you know, that opportunity to, um, you know, pursue my career and go to one more Olympics. Um, the support that I've had from then, from them, has been you know outstanding. And um, but yeah, just you know, as a little girl, like I went to Jana Hefford's hockey school, and I mm. remember leaving there, and I told my parents like it'd be so cool to play with them one day. And not only did I play on the same team in 2010, I was Jana Hefford's like uh, centerman. Yeah. <laughs> so I I mean like just thinking of that, and you know, it starts with a dream. Like find find your passion believe in yourself and your abilities. Don't be afraid to fail. 
And, uh, you know, with a lot of the knowledge and experiences that I've had with representing Canada, with being a police officer, you know, I just, I love kids. I love helping kids. I want to be able to give back. And that's kind of the legacy that I want to leave is, you know, what could I do to make that next boy or girl's dream come true? Um, I love the game of hockey. I love teaching it. You know, having my camp uh, back east, like this past summer, I had 120 kids yeah. within two weeks. And, it's crazy. you know, the smiles on their faces, the memories that they have, you know, those are the things that last a lifetime with me. And, um, you know, now having a little girl, she she just started playing hockey this year and coaching mm-hmm. her team and just seeing the smile on her face and just being like, oh, my gosh, like how they progress, like every single day, every week, every month. It's been um, unbelievable. And now just being that hockey mom and giving my kids all the opportunities in the world and um, kind of we'll see where it goes. But, you know, hockey was my passion. If that's my daughter or my son's passion, you know, I'm going to be behind them 100% with my husband and, you know, giving them, you know, all those chances and hopes that they could kind of do some cool things like like myself one day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, do you get caught up in the moment? Are you uh, behind the bench screaming and yelling? Are you a crazy hockey mom? Or I don't think I'm a crazy <laughs> hockey mom, but I just want everybody to, to do well and be successful and, and have fun. And, you know, I think at this age, especially, you know, chances for turning five next weekend, um, just have fun. Yeah. Like enjoy what you're doing and, and everything else will kind of fall into place. And they're just still so young and, you know, just being able to live that healthy lifestyle, doing something they love, making friends, um, you know, those memories, um, she, she'll be able to look back like her mom one day and just be like, wow, like what a great childhood I had. And that's, that's what I, I do as, you know, a woman now looking back on my career. I don't think it's hit me that I've, you know, have been to four different Olympics having three golds and one silver, but I think one day later on, it's, I'm going to look back and, and definitely, you know, be very proud of the accomplishments that I've, I've made, I guess, with, throughout my career. If you haven't yet, you should be. <laughs> I can confidently say you, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, one of the best female hockey players to ever grace the ice. Uh, and I say that confidently. I was actually talking with Carly Heffernan, who was episode 183 of the show, who played for played for Harvard Hockey, was on the national team growing up, and she idolized you as well. And one of the things she was wondering was around how hockey has changed to allow a family during the career and how that's become more accepted. Someone like Natalie Spooner, for instance, who Phoenix and I actually met at the PWHL draft a couple months ago in Toronto. How how does that make you feel seeing that? Um, I I think it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, You know, I I think a lot of my teammates were like, why would you start your career? And, you know, just because, you know, I guess when you think of hockey and you think of Team Canada, you eat, sleep and play hockey, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, um, after the 2014 Olympics, I just felt like I met the right people. Everything kind of fell into my lap. And I'm like, why am I not starting my career? I, I, I should. Um, I need to think bigger picture too, because, you know, I'm not going to be able to play the game of hockey forever as much as we all want to. Um, and I kind of just thought like what better opportunity. And, you know, I took the leap of faith. I ended up applying within three months I was hired and I'm like, oh man, now this is real. And <laughs> then I had to call Mel Davidson cause she was the GM at the time. And I just kind of said to her, like, I'm not ready to retire, but, um, you know, I, I feel like this is what's best for me as, as an athlete and as a person and, Placing has always been uh, something that I've wanted to do since 
high school, you know, I'd hear lights or see, see lights, hear sirens and want to like go and see what they're up to. And, um, so that's part of the reason why when I was on a full ride scholarship to Mercyhurst University, I wanted to take criminal justice. And so I graduated Mercyhurst with criminal justice and a minor in criminal psychology, knowing that I wanted to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just kind of, um, went through that, took that year off again, had, had, uh, zero regrets. Um, I'm very proud of, of being able to kind of juggle both. It wasn't easy. Um, it was definitely challenging, but I was up for the challenge and I love to be put under pressure. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then after the 2018 Olympics, that's when I had my, my little girl chance and, you know, I really wanted to come back. It just didn't work out the way, um, that, you know, I was planning, but, um, you know, I'm very proud of the career that I had and, uh, very proud to say that I've represented Canada on, you know, new, numerous occasions with world championships and Olympics. And, you know, again, now it's my turn to be able to give that to my kids and give them those chances. But, you know, for these women who are having children and continuing to play, um, I think it's such an amazing thing. And again, like I totally get what they're going through because um, it's not easy to get your body back um, and then, you know, be up all hours of the night with, with a little newborn. But, um, as hockey players, we, we have that fight. We're determined. We're willing to do whatever it takes. And, and I think it shows. Absolutely does. Uh, you mentioned world championships. You were part of eight of them, I believe, if I'm correct here, uh, winning gold in 07 and 2012 with silver medals to go along with it. Coming from a number one overall draft pick in 2011 in the <laughs> CWHL, what do you think needs to be a focus for this new league of the PWHL? The recent teams announced the six. Is there anything that particular stands out, comes to mind when you think about or when you go through these conversations? Yeah, I was never really a part of that just based off of my career and I've already kind of taken a step back. Um, but no, I, I think they've done a great job with, you know, how they got that league up and running and they had the draft. And I think it was a very exciting time for everybody. Um, not just the women who are getting drafted, um, but you know, the, the younger boys and girls, especially the little girls looking up to these amazing athletes. And, um, yeah, it's only a matter of time that it's, it's going to continue getting better. Um, but you know, it would be nice in time to have, you know, other teams, especially out this way here in Vancouver. I know it's super expensive, but <laughs> Um, I think it would be a, a amazing to see and, and who knows, maybe one day, you know, my little girl will be a part of that league and, um, but you know, like anything, it takes time, but I think they've done a great job. And I think, uh, recent media reports have said that it was four years ago, media share was 4% for women's sports and we're up to 15% now. So we're That's slowly awesome. getting there. Yeah. It's great we're, to see. We're trying to do it more here on the athletes yeah. podcast so that chance sees it right. And so that yeah. other little girls down can see the fact that, you know, incredible women deserve to have the same media share. Yeah, exactly. That men receive. Um, one of the things that I was really curious about is like, you were the interviewer on Canucks with Cars <laughs> a couple times, uh, interviewing some fun individuals. One of those being Bruce Boudreau, who we had on the hundredth episode. So every hundred, we keep the hockey thing consistent. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anything stand out from doing that, sitting on the other side, being asked, being the one asking the questions? Yeah, well, originally when they asked, I was like, oh, okay, I could do, it's just another interview kind of thing. This is kind of cool. But then when they emailed me back saying, no, you're going to be the one interviewing them, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but uh, what an amazing experience to be able to interview, um, you know, these great athletes. Um, I knew a lot of them, um, you know, with being a part of the Canucks alumni and whatnot. But uh, Bruce's episode was great. I thought he was, he's, he's such a great person, um, amazing coach. 
And um, it was really nice to be able to get to know him more on a personal level. And um, I thought it was a great opportunity for me. Um, I'm not sure that broadcasting is in, in my future, but uh, definitely something that, again, I took a lot of pride in. And uh, I thought it was a really cool thing to kind of, you know, be on the other side, you know, asking these these guys these questions and kind of just getting to know a lot more about them. Yeah, Gabby, he was a good one. Uh, <laughs> he was a lot of fun when we were able to chat with him in Niagara, actually. You've mentioned your, your other career, policing. I wanted to shine light. We've had multiple first responders on the show because there's a direct correlation with athletes, high performers. Um, how much do you think the world of athletics translates into your career now and the lessons that you learned growing up from you know, whether it's time management, whether it's physical fitness, how else does that apply for maybe athletes who are transitioning yeah. out of sport and considering a new career? Right. Like, I mean, time management, uh, physical fitness, a hundred percent. Um, but for me, I always, my whole life has been being a part of a team and for policing, it's the same thing. You're a part of a team and you go into these calls together, you come out together. Um, and then I, again, I love being under pressure and placing, uh, especially you're, you're in a lot of pressure. There's highs, there's lows. Um, but yeah, I just, I think the biggest reason why I wanted to become a police officer was, uh, because I wanted to help people, you know, when people's life are in the balance, they call 911 and we're there within like minutes. Um, I've taken on a new role with the Vancouver police. I'm now a school liaison officer. So now using my hockey background, um, with youth, um, you know, being that inspiration, um, you know, having, I guess, kids of my own, understanding kids a, a heck of a lot more and, and just being there when, you know, these, these, the schools need me, but also when these kids need me and to be a person to talk to and have, you know, those positive uh, relationships, you know, everybody, most of the people that I talk to remembers their school liaison officer. Yeah. So um, I take a lot of pride in that. I'm, I'm very, you know, proud to have, I guess, have my most of my career has been operational with patrol for the past nine nine and a half years so now to kind of change it up and to be in schools every day um you know it's been really cool so far it's only been a month and a bit but um yeah just be that inspiration for you know these younger generation of of kids and kind of keep them on that right track and in yeah. hopes that you know they could be successful in their lives too no, that's amazing. And you mentioned Mercy Hurst. You knew basically from a young age that you wanted to go in policing. There was yes. never a doubt. Yeah, never a doubt. Always policing. Um, you know, I was growing up, I, I thought of like nursing or like uh, being a contractor or whatnot, but policing was definitely my number one. And, you know, once I graduated from Mercy Hurst, it was just a matter of when and where. And then after the 2014 Olympics, everything kind of fell into my lap. I was doing events out here. It kind of seemed like all my events were here in Vancouver after 2014 Olympics. And then my brother lived out here uh, during that time, and I met some of his uh, teammates that played for the Vancouver Police team. And he's like, "Hey, you got to go out and play with the guys." I'm like, "I'm here for an event. I'm not going to go <laughs> play with the guys." He's like, "No, no, you have to. They're expecting you." Like, okay, fine. So then after, you've been voluntold, right? Like after the game, we we started talking, and they're like, "Yeah, Vancouver Police are hiring. You should apply." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to do it." And I did it, and then I just got wow. hired. So again, just then I met my husband and. And, you know, we have such a beautiful family. I have two stepboys, uh, Jaden, who's 13, Jackson, who's 10. Chance is turning five next weekend. And my little guy, Rylan, just turned two, two days ago. So busy, busy household. I come from a family of, of six. So 50% of the time, there's six of us. The other 50, there's just four of us. But um, it's great. Again, I love being a mom. And um, I wouldn't change my world, my life for anything. I absolutely love, you know, the journey and the path that I've taken. And... Um, you know, policing is, 
you know, I look at it not as a job, I look at it more as a hobby. So to be able to do something, you know, not playing the game of hockey anymore professionally and doing something else that I love, it's it's been a really cool, I guess, um, career thus far. And it's uh, it's helping people, which seems to be a reoccurring theme with you. Uh, happy birthday belated to Rylan as well. Yes. We'll make sure he might be on the Athletes Podcast in 20 years too. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure he's got tons of energy. What uh, what brought you to White Rock? Um, so yeah, just my brother lived in North Van at the time. So when I went through Police Academy, I lived with him. Okay. And then after that, um, my husband, he was born and raised in Ladysmith. He lived out here in Surrey and uh, we just looked for... A house in White Rock, South Surrey area, and Love we found it. we actually like built a townhouse, one of one of those, and then we moved into another townhouse, kind of rented that one out, and then we sold both for a single family home. So we feel really blessed. We love where we live. I love this area. Um, you know, I'll never forget where I was born and raised. I go there every summer. Mm-hmm. I do miss home. I miss my family. I miss my friends. Um, but but then again, you know, this is uh, where you know we've chosen to raise our family and. Um, I think it's really cool. Like I was born and raised in a really small town, same with my husband, Jason, but you know, our kids being able to, I guess, grow up living in a big city is a lot different. Um, but who knows where, you know, life will take us. White Rock, know. White Rock known as a huge city now? Or? Well, no, I, I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. Kidding. <laughs> I only say that <clears throat> because I, you know, I did the opposite. I went out to Toronto for a bit. Yeah. And if I tell anyone, I say I'm from Vancouver, just because explaining White Rock takes that extra couple right. of pieces. Exactly. But it's funny because White Rock is, you know, part of the greater Vancouver area yeah. and you're only 40 minutes away and you yeah. get in through transit nicely, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. Well, where, where I was born and raised, it's really flat farmland, but here it's the beautiful mountains, the oceans, the beaches. So you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. When people come out here, they understand why and they, they get why it's so expensive, but um, yeah, I do miss home, but I'm back every summer and it's really cool. I get to bring my family and, you know, my, my two little ones, they get to see where I was born and raised, where I went to school, where I started my hockey career, my little journey. So, um, yeah, I guess time will tell, but, you know, we're open to kind of be wherever. And as long as, you know, our kids are doing what they, what they love to do and, um, you know, getting that education, that's what's most important. Were you uh, playing on the outdoor rink back at home? When you oh yeah, were my up? dad would build an outdoor rink every every winter, and it was super cold. But you know, my brother and I would, you know, make sure that we watered it every night. It was ready to go every morning. We would use our basement like as our change room. We'd have the tunes going, the hot chocolate. My mom would be doing that kind of thing. So again, like those memories. That's it's unfortunate that we can't have those types of winters here because my husband and I would build a rink for our kids, <laughs> and they would absolutely love it. But you know, with Chance being in hockey now and she's on the ice three times a week, um, I think it's really good, especially for her age. Um, but then again, we'll kind of see where life takes them and life takes us. And we're just uh, excited to be able to, you know, have healthy kids who are able to, you know, play sports. And sports are a big part of my husband and I's life. So, um, yeah, we'll kind of just see where it goes. My stepson plays uh, FC Coastal here, and he's okay. a really good soccer player. So we're super busy on weekends. Yeah, never um, stops. But that's kind of the way my parents' life was. So now I'm just, you know, kind of living through, I guess, what they did and then just like being that mom. But we we enjoy it, and we're very thankful. Do you think uh, those those games growing up on the outdoor rink with your brother contributed to your success? A hundred percent, you know, um, I mean, my parents had to pull me inside every day. Like I was outside every day, you know, on my rollerblades, either by myself or with my brother playing street hockey with the neighborhood kids. Like it was every single day shots, um, you know, working on my skills, working on my skating. Um, 
but that was my passion. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like nowadays, like with these athletes, like there's some that are like, oh my God, like the Connor Bedards, right? Like shot after shot working on, you know, different skills um, to, uh, you know, be successful. It's, it's really amazing to see. And uh, it's, that's what type of athlete I was. And um, yeah, we'll kind of, I guess, see where Chance and, and Ryland go with that. But yeah, like as a mom, I just, I love, we love being outside. We love, you know, playing sports so yeah it's an interesting thing when uh there there's always seems to be the cream that rises to the top but people have varying interests and now you know a guy like Nikola Jocic in the NBA treats his NBA job as a job like he goes home in the summers and races horses like he doesn't yeah. give a damn about basketball <laughs> afterwards which is crazy yeah he's still one of the best well, athletes. you do need you do need breaks once in a while for sure um but I well, growing up I I don't think I had many breaks. Like I was figure skating and playing hockey at some point uh, in grade school or elementary. I was playing every sport, um, but I just love sports. Like yeah. it was in my my blood, I guess. And um, you know, having a brother who, you know, was into sports as well, we just pushed each other. And I mean, he was successful in hockey. He never made it to the NHL, but he got a full ride scholarship. Um, he went overseas and played you know, pro over there. So, you know, our experiences together and now we're like coaching his son and my daughter together this year. So it's kind of like full circle. So, it's really cool. So cool. Um, obviously still playing hockey with the Vancouver men's police team, but, um, because sports were such an impact and because you have the beaches and the mountains, what sports are you guys getting into now? Are you doing anything outside of hockey and chasing around the kids? Well, yeah, like, I mean, soccer is big. Uh, we love going to parks. We love going for hikes. Um, you know, with Chance and Ryan still being a little bit young, we can't really get them into, you know, like the baseball or the golf or, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they love swimming. I mean, the sky's the limit, really. Yeah. Um, I think in time, time will tell. But yeah, like we just want to give our kids, you know, all the opportunities, look at all the sports you could play, you know, give them those chances and then just let them choose. Yeah. You know, again, hockey is my passion, but, you know, their passion might be different. And as a mom, I just want to support them and, you know, give them you know, those chances and those opportunities. Did you play a bunch growing up too? That's one of the things we like, I always want to reference like, okay, it shouldn't just be hockey from three years old. Yeah, I know. You need breaks. I started in figure skating, switched to hockey, played hockey in the summers. I would do golf or I would play baseball. Um, And then, yeah, just like even just have time off really. But in, in elementary, I played everything like basketball, soccer, badminton, you know, track, cross country. Yeah. Like I, I literally did it all. Um, but again, like I just absolutely love sports, but that's just me as an individual. I, you know, everybody's different. And But you do need breaks. Like a lot of the parents come to me at hockey school and they're like, hey, like I signed my kid up for all these things. I'm like, no, like they, like they need a break. Like don't burn them out, mm-hmm. especially nowadays, right? Like there's so many different things you can get into. Um, but, you know, playing different sports, it's going to allow you to be an all-around, you know, athlete other than just, like, focusing on one. Yeah. I uh, I always like to sneak that in there for those coaches, parents that are watching and make sure yeah. they take note that it's important to play other things. And you can still end up being one of the best hockey players <laughs> in the world. Uh, Megan Augusta, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing your knowledge, wisdom. The way we wrap up every episode, we ask our guests their biggest piece of advice for the next generation of athletes. And before we get to the Fueled Her Way segment, I'd love for you to share what your biggest piece of advice would be. Um, Mine would be to set goals, dream big, believe in yourself and in your abilities, and the sky's the limit. I mean, I'm coming from a really small town. You blink, you miss, and if I could do it, you could do it too. And 
again, like to me, it's not about the goals, those gold medals and silver medal that I've won. It's about trying to inspire the younger generation to do something special in their lives. And it starts with a dream and then, you know, go with your passion. And again, the sky's the limit, but thank you. Uh, man, I uh, for those for Chance and Ryder, the two that get to hear that every night, they're very lucky. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, just play this episode on repeat because uh, that was inspiring. I really appreciate your time, Megan. Awesome, thank you very much. Yeah.